and welcome to Don't Die Before You're Dead. I am your host, Mary McCartney, and this is where we talk about all things related to living the life that you were meant to live. And I have been doing that conscientiously on purpose. It's uh, almost like an awakening for me to realize and to understand that the cliche about life is short is a cliche for a reason. Having lost Joe, my husband, four years ago, due to really totally unexpected circumstances, he ended up with a neurological disease that uh, disabled his entire body and uh, ended up actually taking his life. He was a national swim champion, and this really was not on our horizon at all. And as I've said many times, and you may have heard this many times, is that I am thankful that we didn't put things off, that Joe and I lived a very full life. We were both teachers. We traveled back and forth to school together. We spent time together doing all the things we like to do, including buying a sailboat when neither one of us knew how to sail. And I am so eternally thankful for that opportunity. And being thankful is an appropriate time because I am now home from my tour. I left home June 5th and toured all over Ontario, as those of you who have been following my Facebook group uh, saw and journeyed with me through my pictures. And apart from a few stopovers as I crisscrossed across the province, um, I was gone for almost four months. And so maybe four and a half months. And so now I'm home. I came home for Thanksgiving to share with my family, who are my great supporters and uh, encouragers in my life. And I have a lot to be thankful for. And so I give thanks because of being able to accomplish an adjusted plan, if that makes sense to you. I had a plan started two years ago, as you know, to crisscross Canada, speaking, book signing. And I got the book written in order to do that. And this was supposed to be the big year when I turned 70 to do this solo trip. But as you know, COVID came along and and other things happened. So we had lockdowns, we had restrictions, we had closed borders for a time, all manner of things. And so instead of being able to do the original plan of crossing Canada, I adjusted. And maybe that comes from uh, my sailing days where, you know, you can't direct the winds, but you can adjust your sails. And I I learned that firsthand that, you know, sometimes life just throws curves at you. I never expected to be a widow at this age and to have lost uh, my best friend, someone who loved life and loved the journey along with me. And I think in a lot of ways that through my life experiences, I have accomplished um, a skill I have honed a skill, if you will, on overcoming challenges. So despite COVID keeping me from my tour, I decided to adjust. Instead of Canada, then I would just stay within the confines of Ontario. Ontario is a big province and I've lived here all my life. But there were many, many places that I've never been to, never seen. and. You know, people that have been about can attest to the same that it's a beautiful province. 
and it's made up of such a diverse geographical makeup that it just astounded me when I was traveling. Those who saw my pictures know that I'm, I love the water and I set out to find a lot of places that had water views, waterfalls. But what I didn't expect to find was in the northern part of Ontario was the huge rock formations, the huge landscape, and to appreciate what it would take to create roads, to build those roads that allowed us to travel all over the place. It just astonished me every time I came across a wall of, I don't know how many feet tall, of, of sheer rock that they had drilled through. And seeing the different colors, seeing the you know, the copper, seeing the dusty rose color, seeing a lot of a, a dark gray and seeing a lot of light gray. It was just incredible, the opportunities that I had. So in many, many ways, I gained so much from the restricted traveling just in Ontario. My plan initially was speaking and book signing with very specific engagements booked. However, not having the opportunity to do that in Ontario, no gatherings, no meetings, no groups of people, I was limited to what I could do as far as, as promoting myself. And I found the best way to promote myself was just to make conversations with people I saw. Socially distancing, of course. Being in the big outdoors, there was no real necessity for masking. So it was great to be able to smile at people, make the eye contact and the friendliness that I received. And of course, the commonality, you know, when people are out there doing the same thing that you are doing, it gives you that opportunity to break down any barriers because you've got a like mindedness. So in a lot of ways. COVID allowed me an opportunity to test, test my tour, test my vehicle, and test myself. I'll be honest with you. There was the part of me that would admit out loud, because I'm afraid of the dark, that I might have set out, been gone three days, and realized I was a chicken that this wasn't something that I could do, no matter how many times I told people that this is what I was going to do and I felt I had to, or else I would be feeling less of myself, that I would feel like I failed miserably. There's nothing like advertising to a lot of people what your plans are to gain the motivation. Self-preservation in some cases, but I didn't want to look like a fool, so I, I did. I persevered, and thank you to everyone that I shared that asked questions and encouraged me along the way. That that was awesome. If you're stuck with your dreams and what it is that you want to do, and it's just niggling at you in the back of your mind, start sharing it with someone. Not only not only will it bolster your resolve to move towards that dream or that goal but it also might give you an opportunity to brainstorm with some people who have some great ideas I know in talking about my tour um, especially when it came to my van build my uh, second oldest son Rob was the one who listened to me talk about what I wanted 
to have in my van. Now, bear in mind, if you haven't seen it, it's on my Facebook group, the pictures there. It's a 2012 Ford Connect transit van at very small. I call it my four by four box. And I would often say, you know, I'm going to my room now because basically that's what it was, but really well designed. And I, I thank Rob tremendously for creating what I wanted adapting things that I needed and giving me an opportunity to spend all that time um, traveling with my little tiny home. That was, I felt very self-sufficient. The things that I didn't have in it, I found elsewhere and it worked really, really well. But it's through telling people and sharing my vision that things came together. So as I was saying, um, I adapted to the idea of just doing Ontario. So you may want to call that, I, you know, in my mission accomplished, I would say that's act one of a three act play. Now, I call it just a play because I'm talking about just the don't die before you're dead experience, the tour, the book signing, the um, speaking engagements, to share my message for people to be able to get out there, do what you can, while you can, for as long as you can. And I've said, you know, that may, a lot of people have absolutely no interest in putting themselves in a little vehicle and traveling the way I did. And that's fine. There are things that you might want to do that I would be too chicken to do that I would not be interested in. I can think of a number of things that would not suit me as far as an experience. I did some things that I didn't think that I normally would. I climbed some towers. I went over some very, very, um, it's a tall or high, you get the gist anyway, bridges. I walked across them over uh, rivers mostly to see the water view. And I, I, that's not something I really thought that I might do, and yet I did. But there were some things that uh, I didn't get around to. I, I did actually approach a place that did a zip line. I was in Gatineau, Quebec, actually, and uh, it was an interprovincial uh, zip line. You basically started on the tower in Ontario and zipped across the Ottawa River into, the, into Gatineau. And oh, had the uh, an opening, I would have taken it. But of course, with COVID, we're in um, we're in the times of making reservations and and booking things as opposed to the spontaneity of events. So I was not able to do that. And as I said to the young men I was talking to, eh, it's nicer to be able to say to my friends, "Oh, you're all booked up, and I can't," as opposed to I chickened out. So that remained undone this summer, which is something I really had thought I'd like to do, but I did get to go kayaking. So I did accomplish some personal things that I wanted to do. Today, I was supposed to go on a horsebacking, a horseback trail ride, but it rained so hard that we had to postpone. So that was one of the other things I wanted to do. But I can say mission accomplished because in the grand scheme of things, it worked. I worked. I made sure that I was always safe. It was foremost on my mind. And one of the things that I did that really made me feel comfortable, if you will, as I said, I'm afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of the unknown. If I can't see what's what's going on, it, it, it really bothers me. When I 
well, earlier in the summer when the days were really long and I, you know, it was approaching nighttime and it started getting, getting dark, then I would seek the place that I was going to be spending the night. And for the most part, <laughs> and this might surprise you, for the most part, I slept on the streets. Now picture this, it was in my van, all locked up, very safe vehicle and no windows in the back. And I had curtains behind my driver's seat and passenger seat. So there was no way for anybody to be gawking at me or even realizing that I was back there. It's just a, a normal everyday looking white van. Now that I've told people that, I don't know if they'll be looking for it, but I suggest you don't go banging on van doors to see if anybody's inside. But I would go to an area where there were a lot of houses and a lot of activity and there were people, you know, living at home. They, they, they weren't all on vacation or whatever. And I would find a place just to go and park my car, park my van, I should say. And I would climb into the back. Go, I would go to my room, draw my curtains, and I would be in there before dark. I never came out after dark. And one of the things I learned through YouTube, another area I'm very thankful for, because I mean, certainly can't learn a lot, was that I never opened my side doors or my rear doors when I was out and about when I was um, when I was traveling. I always went into the driver's side, locked my door and then climbed in the back when no one was paying any attention to me and I didn't see anyone. So safety precautions were really, really important. So for those of you who might be thinking, oh, my goodness, I could never do that in 100 years. Well, you never know what you might be able to do. But it wasn't careless. It was well thought out, well researched. And I knew that, you know, once I got past that first few few nights or whatever, um, then I was good to go. Now, I also spent some time visiting some friends. In some ways, my Ontario tour became a friendship tour. I was able to visit some people I hadn't seen in a long time. And so consequently, if I was stopping for a day to visit them, I didn't want them to have to worry about, you know, a spare room and all that sort of thing, that I would just be very comfortable sleeping in my van in their driveway. So and often I would go into their house the next morning and I would have my coffee and sometimes my I be ready for a shower. And so there were a lot of things that really worked well. I am so, so happy I've done this. A long time ago, actually, in, well, when I first started teaching, which was a long time ago, uh, after I graduated as a, in my 40s, I had the pleasure of attending a workshop where they were talking about students' self-esteem. And the general thought, the general theory at that time is that we build children's self-esteem by telling them how good they are, by expressing um, their value and their worth and their great people and all this sort of thing. I never really truly bought into that. And as a teacher, I found that that was not my desired um, attitude towards my students. I wanted them to feel good about themselves because they did good stuff. And kids are smart. They know when they've done something really well. They know if they've thrown something together and it's worth a very low mark and you give them a high mark just to make them feel good. They're pretty savvy that way. 
And I feel the same way about adults too. We need to accomplish things in order for us to feel good about ourselves. Sometimes it's by not challenging ourselves. Sometimes it's by letting our dreams drift away or stay buried or not sharing them with anyone that we tend to feel like we're, we're not we're not doing what we want to do in terms of living that we we're not accomplishing some of the things we want to do that we're just going through the motions. I've been pretty fortunate in the sense that I've I've done some things that have made me really feel good about what I'm working on in my life in a personal way. But this trip, I really feel that I did what I set out to do. Who knows what six months is going to give? You know, in six months, I may be in a very different situation. I certainly don't plan on it, but my you know, my hope and my prayer is that I set out on May 1st to head to BC to do the Canada tour. That's where my heart is. And that's my intent. And that's my goal. So that will be act three. So over the winter time, act two of this play will be doing some planning. I need to reach out to people and see about doing some speaking engagements and some book signing. And while I'm at it, if you are in a community and you know of a group of women or some people that you'd like to gather together, even an outdoor event next summer, and have me come and speak, well, you know, just reach out and let me know because I would uh, very much welcome that as I I go from uh, BC to the East Coast and up in the territories, providing that's doable. That's, That's my goal. So in Mission Accomplished, Act one is a check mark. I've been there. I've done it. I've practiced. I know I can do this again. The credibility is there. It worked. Act two then is going to be setting up the plan for act three, which will be the actual execution of the Don't Die Before You're Dead Cross Canada Tour. I am excited about life. I'm excited about the gift that I get every day. I get to unwrap my day and enjoy it. I am thrilled with the friendships that I have, the give and take, the the exchange of encouragement and the, the love that we share. Life is full of great opportunities. I know that there are some people in some hard places. I've been in some hard places. And this is not the podcast to talk about which specific ones. And suffice to say that I I covered a lot of the bases about, you know, failed relationships and, and, you know, abandonment. But life has such great opportunities for us to overcome those things and to choose how we're going to live. So that's my message. Do what you can while you can for as long as you can. None of us want to regret anything. We don't regret the things that we did as much as we regret the things we didn't do. So as I close today, I'm going to say this is Mission Accomplished, Act One. And I hope you will join me as we talk about where we go from here to live a full 
engaged, healthy, mentally active, purposeful life. And so I dare you. I dare you to live the life you are meant to live. Again, I'm Mary McCartney, your host, and I look forward to the next time.